Welcome to Rewild My Bio, a self-help and alternative health podcast. I'm your host, Sean Slade. Join me as I share stories, science, and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. Hello? 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 Does this thing work? Hello? Jeez, listen to me. Sounding like a certain demographic cohort (laughs) that I'm going to talk about in today's episode. I can't keep any expense. I'm going to talk about the baby boomer dilemma and democracy and how I see that as a dilemma in just a bit. But yeah, this is one of those podcasts that I'm excited to record. One, just to emotionally move some things verbally as I'm an extrovert, so that's important for me to do. But yeah, no, I need to get some things off my chest. I need to channel things in the proper fashion. I can't be posting about Canadian election, politics, God, religion on Instagram. I just can't be doing that. So I should be doing it here for all you people that have actually downloaded and subscribed and listened to the podcast. I mean, that's why I even have Instagram, right? It's just to promote guests and podcast content and then or content that I think is related to rewilding and you know that's where I was wrong and that's why I'm moving everything over to telegram but man I'm getting right into the nitty-gritty of today's show already one of which is to do just that and update everyone on what's been happening why haven't I been recording why am I doing the testing one two three to see if this thing even works actually I'm surprised that my equipment even works so I'm happy if you can hear this on the other end then I still know what I'm doing. And yeah, it's been a while since I've hit it record, so an update's necessary, but also the purpose of this episode is to talk about Canada's election and to put all those videos here in the podcast um, that don't belong on Instagram, that, you know, I post videos, four, five, ten-minute videos, they get long, on Instagram, and then I get people who aren't familiar with, say, what's been happening or what we've been talking about on this podcast and rewilding and nature connection and self-help and holistic health promotion and people, you know, start spewing their polar opposite, right? And I get it. I'm in my own world. I'm in my own camp. But that's just it. When you out when you're out in these like town squares that are that is social media these days or the the new age town square as sad as that is to to a guy like me, it's you know, it's just it. I say something, I'm trying to provide context, nuance, backbone, but no one wants to read things on Instagram. Let's be honest. It's about pictures and videos. So I get it. I'm going to, you know, do my best to keep it sunny there on the gram. And, um, but anyways, I'm so happy to be here. I really am. Actually, at the same time, I'm scared to be here because what we got to talk about today with all things vaccine mandates, I mean, honestly, that's a big reason why I haven't hit record because, This stuff needs to be talked about. And honestly, as an update to the podcast, one of the things I was most excited about doing this podcast was to share knowledge and passion on health promotion. And, you know, it's been a challenging year to do that with a holistic health lens on, right? So it's just, honestly, I'm I'm a little bit, uh, you know, as again, like scared in some ways, but that's where I feel like this is why I have to hit record. This is why I have to move this emotion and energy through me in a coherent way. So I'm going to be hitting pause, honestly, throughout going through a bunch of notes that I recorded or I've written down rather on specifically the Canada election. So I guess, you know, for the most part, if you're interested in that stuff, this episode is for you. If you're not, if you're from the US or Australia, if you're still allowed to listen to self-help alternative health podcasts, then, um, you know, it's, uh, this might not be of any interest to you, but at the same time, I'd like to show you guys what exactly is happening here in Canada with this election and kind of say a little bit about how this is an early election here for us within the parliamentary system that we operate under. And it's kind of a bunch of BS, really. Our our Supreme Leader, Justin Trudeau, believed that he could essentially call an early election on the hopes of a divided right uh, side of the political spectrum and win uh, a majority government. But he's being being proven wrong here as, uh, you know, I'm not going to date this podcast with a specific date that I'm recording because I don't know when I'm going to release it, but it will be before the election. And yeah, I mean, at this point in time, he is he has fallen behind. So whether or not you want to believe those polls. So anyways, I'm getting sidetracked here. I want to 
get back to uh, the main purpose for this podcast, which, well, again, a little bit is an update. So I'm, I'm really excited, again, and scared to be doing this because this vaccine mandate stuff literally appeared overnight. And it was almost, to me anyways, as if uh, the corporate entities that are controlling our government and selecting our elected officials, they, I mean, essentially, everyone that was not essentially, it really, it truly is everyone that was, um, or almost everyone that was deemed essential, that doesn't have a strong labor union that is actually speaking up for their people, which is very few and far between. Every single essential service is now at the almost within the same day, 24 hour period, started calling out vaccine mandates. So um, it's a scary topic uh, to me because, you know, to some degree, my uh, academic career, everything I've been working towards kind of hangs in the balance. And now again, I'm not one to worry about that things. My research and integrity goes far beyond whether or not I have a PhD behind my name. And I realize that now at the same time, um, I'm also blessed in the sense that I don't have to be on campus. So I don't really have to, um, well, I don't have to be there. I don't have to get tested. I don't need to have a vaccine. You know, I'm, I'm staying safe in my bubble. That is the field, the research field, right? And I'm grateful to be at that point in my studies where I am able to be up in literally in the Canadian shield with no one around me, um, for a very long, uh, you know, very, very far away around. So anyways, yeah, so it's, but at the same time, I realize that I need to say something because again, the purpose of this show is, uh, you know, it's got that rewilding lens, nature connection lens in a self-help and holistic health promotion backdrop. So I, I really do think for me not to say anything, I would just probably implode at this point. So that's, um, yeah, main reason for hitting record. Other than that update with the podcast, I am going to be doing, um, more things on telegram. I really, really am upset with Instagram. There's been a few times where I've been, where you actually actively see that you've been like shadow banned. And I don't look at stats or do any too much on Instagram at all. Honestly, I, I'm not big on any social media. So when you go in there and you actually do a little bit of like digging, you can see, obviously you click on, as the account has like a stats and whatnot, you can check it and you can see when a post that has all the buzzwords that I was like, let's see how we can get these algorithms working against me basically as an experiment. And it really does like the more buzzwords I use in a fashion that they don't want to hear, it just essentially gets shadow banned and you see it not go out to anybody. Whereas then if I post something with like a baby in it or like uh, something friendly, it gets all the, all the people looking that, you know, normally wouldn't look. And it's, it's honestly, it's a really, uh, it's a scary, scary thing. Like I really do see it as living in 1984. And for me, it's, uh, I just cannot put energy in there anymore because where, where attention goes, energy flows, right? So honestly, it's, um, I'm really excited to get over to Telegram. I'm still trying to figure out how to allow comments and things like that. And I'm going to honestly probably switch most of my energy over to that. I like the idea that whatever I post, it's there in like a thread form. So it's not like algorithm based. And I think that's great. What I want to share with folks, if they dig it, they can pick it up, right? So, and there's less of this like kind of Insta guru marketing aspect that I feel you have to do on there to make any noise and stuff. It's just, um, honestly, it's a little too mainstream for my liking. So I think telegram is where I will hang my hat. So please check it out over there. Rewild my bio, you know, that's how I do everything just like that on the rewilding front. As I mentioned, the name of the podcast been, you know, pondering over the last year anyways, about the aspects of rewilding that I said, I, you know, didn't really associate with or see much point to. And that's specifically around the green anarchism roots of rewilding, which I, I kind of always thought, saw it as this really angry, uh, you know, protest friendly, uh, anti-state rhetoric that didn't really make much sense to me or didn't see the point of it. Now I've, my favorite movie has been fight club for a long time. And at the same time, I am a guy who, you know, as you can tell, like reference pop culture and movies and stuff to, to make my point. So I'm, I'm by no means like a bit of a progressivist in some regards where it's like, I do see the good in, you know, Western culture and things that have arisen from capitalism. I'm not one to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but at the same time, I'm really like, you know, we get, you get talking to me and then you realize, Oh, I probably do have more 
in line with some of the green anarchy stuff or just anarchy in general than, than, you know, than I allude to, right? So I, I guess I'm kind of re- redacting my previous statements about not being so keen on that aspect of rewilding. And I hope to have guests on in the near future where we can kind of dive into the, I think, a very important part of rewilding and something that's very important right now in the here and now. And, and maybe that's why I was drawn to rewilding. And, you know, there's been different movements throughout my life that I've been drawn to on the, um, from like a libertarian front or like an individual self-reliant, um, you know, kind of wilderness-based survival school, uh, spiritual survival type, uh, you know, Tom Brown tracker school that I've been kind of came up in, I guess you could say. But, but yeah, anyways, I'm could go off on a tangent for this for a long time, but I'll save it for a future episode and kind of looking forward to that, uh, that particular guest I hope to have on there. Anyways, before I keep talking around things that are going to happen, um, yeah, like more podcasts, coming up i apologize for not posting more podcasts honestly i've been wanting to but i've been so busy um with my house build which is really exciting honestly it's been it's been a challenge to do that well doing a phd and um that's also what's been keeping me busy i have been making progress on all things phd and i know i've said many podcasts that i'm gonna have that episode on nature connection um but i kind of want to tweak my my paper and again put forward good content. Not only have I been busy and kind of scared of posting anything about the current world, but I want to put out good content. And I think that speaks to a lot of, you know, the good stuff about this, this podcast is that I am trying to put out high quality content. I'm trying to get better, uh, delivering these through this, you know, podcast host platform being somewhat of a, you know, peppy nutty professor as I try to embody that's my archetype I don't know if I've ever explained that to any guests but yeah the nutty professor is totally my archetype if I try to embody something here on the podcast so I hope I'm doing a good job you can let me know if I am but yeah high quality content again professor aspect hopefully denoting that I'm trying to bring some substance here and some higher level um, content as far as you know again holistic health promotion and self-help and nature connection so yeah so anyway so I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm not apologizing for that actually for not posting it's 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 all purposeful I guess but no for real I really do appreciate everybody for you know subscribing and liking and and more so recently like you know since I kind of committed and truly did what was scary to me and stood in my truth in in regards to the COVID narrative and my belief in um, just things being off and just asking questions is how do we know this, right? That question, how do we know this, I think is so important to ask. And since I've started asking that and providing my, you know, philosophy or or, or take uh, on everything, it's, I've been really, I've been greeted with a whole uh, host of open arms and much, uh, you know, love and, and, and deep conversation through, you know, DMs and and people reaching out via text and kind of seeing my videos, friends reaching out, right? And, you know, I honestly, I realize that, you know, staying silent right now, yeah, it, it's just not for me. At the same time, being, you know, making noise is uh, a very scary thing. And it's also, in some ways, crucifixion or sacrifice, totally as, as I see it. But again, I, I have n- no need to really over uh, overstep my boundaries. I can hopefully do things, you know, civilly uh, to be civilly disobedient right now i think is important and that's um you know something something that i think we all could use especially here in canada around this election time so that said i think right now is i don't think i have anything else um to discuss in regards to updates let me just check my list uh yes right here there is one more thing very important update, in fact, and that is around the subject of advertisements, sponsors for the show. It's been something that I've somewhat wrestled with, you could say, since the beginning of starting this show. Now, podcasts aren't uh, free. They aren't cheap to do. And, of course, in uh, with a rewilding lens on, I think everything should be sustainable, if not uh, being aware of where loose ends or energy is leaving the system so to speak if you use again permaculture terms but i think that it's important that i uh, am able to do this without you know and still keep a roof over my head and a food in my belly now that said what i'm talking about here today is probably not going to do either of those things but i do want to get into the 
uh, habit more so of bringing together a community of like-minded individuals and working with companies that I, um, you know, I personally connect with. So that is one of my biggest things here is it's just integrity around who I partner up with. And uh, for me to, to do that, I feel like I have to have that connection in some way on a, you know, an intangible felt level with the specific company or the product, right? And that company that I have a connection with, and more so an individual, one of the co-founders, Wade Lightheart from the company BioOptimizers, who you have heard here on a recent episode of Rewild My Bio, and I was on an episode of the Awesome Health podcast sharing my research. Check them both out if you haven't yet. But I think it's, uh, yeah, so again, it's been a long time coming. I've kind of been on the fence how to do this. I've mentioned before that I myself have, you know, products and services that I would like to make available through here. So at beginning, beginning this podcast, it wasn't, I figured it would be un, um, you know, unmoral or just, just unethical for me to kind of right off the gate, try to, to make money off this. That's not what it's about. But I realized that at this point in the podcast with listeners and having met individuals and having, uh, you know, discounts for you guys to sit on them and not share it, I think is just silly. But for me, again, I said that personal connection having integrity, um, you know, with the products that I'm promoting, that's important. But I think for for me anyways, it's also trying them and knowing that they work. So I have actually used this company's product, BioOptimizer's products, for some time. I've used their Leaky Gut Guardian way in the past, and I've used other products of theirs um, also. So it was important for me to kind of get involved with the company and kind of do a few months. So it's been some time now, but for four months specifically that I've been using these products and I've noticed a difference, especially about the one that I want to tell you guys about today. And that is magnesium breakthrough. So you may know that magnesium is an essential requirement for optimal function and health. Now I say that word essential, uh, it, it just has a different meaning nowadays that after the whole COVID stuff with essential, but it, it truly is essential. That's what I'm trying, it's a bad word now, but it is essential for optimal function and health. But did you know that different types, there are different types of magnesium out there, many in fact, and they're all absorbed differently by various parts of the body. Um, so, and, and the other thing about magnesium supplements is that many brands out there just simply do not get absorbed by the body and that leaves you with nothing more than expensive pee which I think I've fallen fallen victim to that many times within the you know supplement industry and having been aware of various companies for some time magnesium breakthrough has many other affiliates that are promoting these products that I regard quite highly so that said that's another thing that kind of informed my decision here to partner with them so let me tell you more about magnesium breakthrough because it was created with maximum absorption in mind so that is great because again this is a compound that is or it should be quite abundant in our environment however with modern lifestyles it's just not so magnesium breakthrough by biooptimizers has their formula has seven different types of magnesium along with humic and fulvic acid and b6 and this is to make sure that it is absorbed and utilized by the body. Also, there's no weird chemical substitutes found, you know, that are found in many other brands, right? So when I look at the label, I'm looking for specifically, I'm a kind of a purist when it comes to my uh, my supplements. And and again, from a holistic health or like an ancestral uh, health lens anyways, human beings, the way I look at human beings have been grinding up potions and or grinding up powders and, and making potions for, for eons, right? So I think supplementation, especially in this modern environment, if it's something that you can afford, I think it's a, a good option, right? It's, it's not, it doesn't have to be for everybody. There's many natural ways to get magnesium. But I truly think that if I were to promote right now one essential supplement, it is definitely a magnesium supplement. And bio-optimizers, the thing I also like about them is they thoroughly test their products and they give them to you know, give me products, a guy like me to, to test them also. And I've been using it every day. So I highly recommend this product. And I'm excited to be a part of the bio optimizers affiliate team because of their quality standards, because of the, again, that management team and their founders and listeners of rewild my bio can save 10% by going to biooptimizers.com slash rewild my bio. And you can use the code rewild my bio anywhere at checkout. You don't have to use the slash rewild my bio. Just go there, type in rewild my bio at checkout, and you will save 10% on your order. So please check them out. I'm sure you will be amazed as I have been. So, Canadian election. 
vaccine passports. That's what we're talking about. Honestly, vaccines are one of the subjects that I didn't ever think I would have to talk about so, you know, soon when doing a podcast. The idea that vaccines do not work is something that's not new to me. The idea of mandating vaccines has been something that's been kind of on the horizon for some time. If you're, you know, if you know any uh, buddy that works in the public school system, if you know any nurses, you'll know that the push for increasing vaccinations is, has been growing, right? Unless you've been living under a rock, which I'm sure many folks are. Um, So that's, for me, I always said that I would pretty much try to remain quiet all year. You probably get you know, I've said that many times, and I think that anymore to stay quiet, it just doesn't sit well. So what do I want to talk specifically? Well, this election coming up is basically all around that very subject, vaccine passports, or at least it is to me. I don't know what else is out there talking about. This election in Canada was called to play politics around COVID. So let's say COVID's horribly deadly, like the media tells us it is. And then our government decides to call an early election to play politics. I mean, honestly, there's nothing more sadistic in my mind than just that. And it's, uh, this is an election of identity politics. Canada is the United States' little brother. We always have been, always will be, or maybe not always will be. You know, we can't, we can't be better. We're always trying to copycat what they're doing. So the last election in the United States was a great rendition of identity politics. And this time around here in Canada, we see no different. And I mentioned at the beginning, the baby boomer dilemma, because it is a dilemma in the sense that the baby boomer generation is a very large cohort. A lot of the population here in Canada are baby boomers. So that said, their values and beliefs will be kind of, you know, disseminated or at least very apparent in this election. And it's obviously a way that the parties of the center, so the liberals, the conservatives, the NDP, and I say center because they'll do whatever it takes to buy votes. They'll play their games with the mainstream media to create narratives and then try to pick apart votes based on people's fears and whatnot somewhere in the middle, right? So I, you know, I, I see this as a huge dilemma and at the same time it's part of what democracy is so you know should i have to be should a vaccine be forced on me because you know whether it be the baby boomers that are making noise or a loud teachers union um you know should that be just because of numbers or how loud their voices are or how good their lobbyists are because believe you me that's exactly what happens is these lobbyists or these corporate entities that are in bed with government they're able to impose laws where it's like my one vote really doesn't change things. So I'm honestly, it's, it's to the point now where it's like, I really truly have always said voting doesn't matter. It's where you spend your money. It's how you conduct yourself. That is voting. And I will, you know, I can, I'll say that again here over and over again too. So, and I should like, let everyone know that my hesitancy towards vaccines. Again, I've taken, I've had other vaccines as a kid. wasn't my choice. Parents decided for me. Um, never as in my adult life have I, you know, taken a vaccine, have got a, ha- I have got a tetanus shot, which technically is a vaccine. Um, but I did get vaccine damage as a kid. So it's kind of a big bombshell to drop in that, you know, I had the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, and I got a rather nasty case of measles and it wasn't so long after. So, I mean, you know, there's one of those things, it's like whether or not folks put the two and two together, but yeah. As I get older here and look back and kind of ask questions with my folks about what's what the time frame was or what the timeline is, and you know, it's just it's just to me, it anyways, it seems really it seems really interesting that I I had that, and then here's my my views on everything now, right? So another thing I want to mention is that you know, again, to show my bias and why I feel like a vaccine passport's a bad idea is because I've been left a little trail of breadcrumbs throughout my whole life, and you know, that's very purposeful, and that's. Part of the reason it makes me believe that a higher power is guiding me or speaking to me, right? And I've been criticized in my videos on Instagram because of my use of the word God, right? So whether you want to use the word God or creator, I've always been more commonly used the word creator, Um, you know, the universe, the source, whatever it is that works for you, but just kind of to to denote that that the, the great mystery that is beyond what we know, right? So that's that's kind of what I'm speaking about. And 
that voice or that entity, if you will, that God, God rather, not that God, God, has been leaving me a trail of breadcrumbs along the way. And part of that is um, the theory of 2020 that I was taught by a professor who was associated with very various liberal think tanks, very anti-Trump in regards to his international relations uh, research. But I learned in 2007 about the theory of 2020 where China would become the dominant hegemonic state and how that transpired. There was a list of things. We had some, uh, you know, prerequisite readings for that class, one of which was this book that I had bought and mentioned before on the podcast, um, which again, I can link in the show notes and that's... uh, it's the, the next 100 years, and I'm going to forget the author right now. But anyways, this was something that was kind of left here, you know, right in front of my eyes here, this theory of 2020 showing that, you know, every dominant hegemonic state lasts about 500 years throughout history, right? So the Western world kind of had their, you know, claim to fame, their, their rise to the top here in the last 500 years, but now that's transitioning. And if you look at how everything's kind of played out, with these, you know, the major political parties, um, you know, here in Ontario, we have a conservative government elected. They've been very uh, keen on listening to all things, you know, mainstream narrative with, you know, they're not they're not a true conservative government in the sense that they're minimizing their impact or they're, you know, and, and they're sitting back kind of on their hands like I wish they were right now. But every single, uh, you know, major political party is kind of buying into this whole globalist takeover that seems to be happening or this great reset that's coming in. And so, you know, I just think that's most important that, you know, if, if sometimes we think that if we just get the liberals out of office, that will return to normal. I really don't think that's possible. I think every single political party is kind of been corrupted. And that's why I've been so keen on promoting uh, both the People's Party of Canada as well as the Green Party. And me personally, I'm leaning more towards the People's Party um, or a specific independent in my writing, but there's also the Green Party who I voted for many years over. And, um, you know, if you're keen on, you know, sticking to the left side of the political spectrum, there's a great option for you if you don't want to, you know, support those main mainstream corrupt parties but at the same time if you think that we've gone too far to the left here in the last year with you know overreach of government and honor freedoms then i think i would highly urge to head to the right side of the spectrum and whether you want to vote conservative or people's party i think um there's options there so honestly the conservatives won't save us they are just as corrupt i gotta put my stamp on that um aaron o'toole have no faith in that guy you will see a vaccine passport if he gets elected very scary stuff Polls are also saying he's, you know, ahead right now. I don't, I don't buy that. Um, I think, you know, who knows, who knows what's happening on that front. But I just don't, I don't, I don't buy it. I, I mean, I definitely do not believe that Trudeau's in the lead by any means. But I feel like there's a lot of support for the People's Party of Canada this time around. Um, not enough to potentially win a government, but enough to shake things up. And so people have asked, you know, who am I voting for? And, and I would say it's between, it's a toss up, right? And and uh, I'm normally one to just say who I vote for, but I'm not going to because I don't want to overbias what I have to talk about here in this podcast or nor does it matter, nor do I want to identify at this point in time with, you know, anything that, you know, could get me blacklisted further, I guess, right? So, um, but anyways, you know, that again, I just want to wrap up with that saying, you know, let's vote a conservative government. I don't think it's the way. Um, I really do. I truly do believe you'll see more, just more of the same. Look at Ontario as a, as a case study, right? Um, conservatives got voted in Nova Scotia. We'll see exactly what they're doing here with vaccine mandates. But again, it doesn't really matter what the governments do with the vaccine mandates. And that's why it matters more so where you spend your money, because who's really mandating all this stuff? As I mentioned, at the drop of a hat, it was all things corporations, businesses, right? Uh, Institutions like universities coming out and mandating vaccines. And the government never had to. And that's why it's a little, you know, it's a little different here. And I'm, uh, right now I'm looking into different legal actions, you know, available to me in regards to uh, Western universities mandate of a vaccine. Obviously, um, you know, my vaccine status is, is no one's business. It's clear where I stand in regards to this vaccine. But yeah, I, I, just, I really do feel like the only way to get around this is to fight, you know, in court. And I realize that it's kind of unfair that if you don't have money sometimes in this country, you don't have rights. And I would say that's true. And I'm honestly been, like I said, I, this whole time, it's important for me 
to stand up and, you know, stand in my truth when it comes to this vaccine passport stuff. And so here we are. So I'm, again, examining all options and haven't decided yet which way I want to go. At the end of the day, all of this stuff just takes focus away from my research and creating something more beautiful that I can hopefully bring folks together around a nature connection school, right? So, and that's, that's truly what's most important to me. So, um, yeah, to, to put any more stock in this whole political process, like it just sometimes blows my mind to think that people still believe that the left ha- is, you know, about the people. Like the left has been so co-opted. The left, any major political party in this Western world right now is, you know, is totally become the man, right? Air quotes, the man. And, uh, yeah, I, I just don't think that, uh, I just, I flabbergasted that people still think that the left is about like the people and you're being like rock and roll or like, you know, <laughs> sticking it to the man by being, uh, anything like NDP or that, or, or again, even to believe that after this year, to even believe that they'll, uh, the left that is left leaning parties are going to like save us or like protect us from dying. And it's just like, you can see they can't do that. Like mandating masks and, you know, here in Canada, we've had a great opportunity to see that just, uh, it's it's all pipe dreams, right? It's it's all more of government leaders and bureaucrats making more money and then everyday average people having no money. And it's quite scary, but I really do believe that folks are going to have to learn this the hard way. There is no teaching anyone out of this. There's no, I mean, through comedy and through poetry and through art, I do believe that um, it's easier for pe- people to see the new myth that's right before us here. So again, the myth of us being connected with one of one another. Um, whereas, you know, I think that's, I think it's just around the corner and I know people can see it, but at the same time, um, all this, you know, fear-based stuff, all the, uh, biomedical domination of our culture just doesn't allow people to see this new myth. And I should say that I really want to stress that, you know, I, I spoof on baby boomers, but I also want to say that like people my age in their mid thirties who are asleep, let's say someone who's graduated, has a PhD behind their name and barely got by in their own field. Now they're going to go claim that they know everything about science within, you know, health science, whatever type of science, right? Doctors, let's say, for example, like I think just as bad as our baby boomer dilemma is a dilemma of professionals, young, you know, men and women who are coming into their profession who are really just lackluster, you know, performers and in their fields, in, in their professions. And I think one of the worst things for our health right now is to have a sleepy medical doctor that we know as a friend of the family or a friend and a neighbor or whatever. And they're telling you to stay indoors and wear your masks and wash your hands and not mentioning anything about self-care or healthcare or, 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 you know, self-care as being healthcare. And, um, I think it's one of the, one of the scariest and worst things we potentially have right now is that people really do think doctors know everything and they wouldn't do anything wrong. Oh, doctors wouldn't do that. Doctors wouldn't be behind a conspiracy theorist. Oh, well, of course they wouldn't. Doctors would not be behind this. No, no honest human being. Very few people would say, yeah, let's, let's go conspire to like poison people with a vaccine. That's, that's not how this works. They don't know what, what, what they're doing. They're mandated to do so by their, their regulatory bodies, right? The regulatory body, again, just like the corporate, they, they get, the shit travels downstream folks. And I know I'm not talking down on anybody, but like, I'm sure you understand that shit travels downstream and it's, these doctors are only doing what they're told. Someone comes in, presents with these symptoms. We test them on this machine. Well, then they have COVID let's say. So then we do these things. They're not sitting there. They don't have time to look at the literature, right? Like, especially if you're a family practitioner, you know, you don't have time to explain how how what maybe they're hearing on the news isn't the best way to go about handling this. So again, washing hands, staying indoors, wearing masks. They don't have time to totally like re- re-indoctrinate or pull someone out of the matrix. If they actually just had those red pills that, and I hate I hate saying that because again, I feel like it's going to put me in that camp. But it's a great it's a great analogy. I don't want to make that make me sound like a conspiracy theorist because I'm going to talk about the red pill, but. Realistically, if there was something that could allow people to zoom out for one second and see that they're involved in a network of ideas that have snowballed into something that's like a zeitgeist, you know, I really wish that thing existed. But I think, again, I think what that is is just the struggle. It's the conflict that we're going to have to go through as a species. 
to learn that this whole push for the collective uh, altruistic, you know, do what you're supposed to for the greater good thing, it, it only goes so far and the pendulum swings back to that individual responsibility aspect, right? And I mean, we're, we're getting so far up that end of the spectrum here. I, I, I mean, I've never thought I'd see the day in, in my life, right, where we would be this far. So, um, you know, I just want to say again, like just I'm not, not shitting on doctors or anything like that, but I do want to say that knowing, you know, a doctor who, who isn't well-researched, who only is getting their information from the 6 o'clock news, you know, they don't want to step down off this pedestal, right? They have spent a lot of time and energy attaining this uh, doctorate or this medical, you know, this degree or what have you. And that with that comes, you know, to their identity, a little ego boost that puts them in a certain hierarchy here in our society because we value those things. So I think that it would be, you'd have a, it'd be few and far between where you'd see them kind of say, you know what? Yeah, screw that designation. I don't care. I'm going to go and do what's right. And what happens anytime somebody steps out, it's easy nowadays because we're all online. Again, matrix in the matrix and they can easily just cancel you nowadays so it's it's amazing to me because i never thought world war three would look like this i never thought in a million years that world war three would be the uh you know nations of the world like your g20 type uh economic leaders warring against their citizens over their free will and their attention and really they're like their souls if you will like, it's amazing. We really truly are in the middle of a spiritual war here. And again, you'd think like, oh yeah, it's going to be like warring countries and like drones and China versus the U.S. It's like, no, U.S. has already lost. We are already, we are, they are in fact, they haven't even lost because they're against, just like everybody else, they're against their own citizens. And it's up to us to stand up and fight for freedom like our ancestors did throughout history, right? And you know, I, I mean, I, I get that that in this day and age, uh, through the rewilding lens might not sit well with individuals, but there were times where, you know, whether you're a settler coming over and you're an indigenous person to, you know, Turtle Island to this, to North America, you fought for your freedom. You fought for your, your rights. And, and I mean, how this will end up, I don't know, but I just know that it's, it is time to fight and it is time to speak up. And I mean, doing that again in a civilly disobedient way, I think is the most important thing. You know, talking about the election here in this campaign, you're seeing, you know, I'm hearing reports of, you know, people throwing gravel and stones at Justin Trudeau and obviously anger being, um, you know, valid and justified. But the way in which we express that anger is important to, you know, make sure that we have integrity. We don't, you're, you're, you're not doing any good by just being violent again. And that's why I say this is a spiritual war. You don't win this with throwing rocks, throwing bombs. I mean, you want to start throwing sticks and stones. The government has tanks. You have, we hardly have guns here in Canada, right? Like it's, um, it's very, very scary. So if we want to win, it's about having, you know, hitting record, having the conversation, sharing the podcast that you like, um, and all that stuff. It's, it's like a, a rogue, a rogue war, if you will. So anyways, this is kind of a good little segue here talking about, you know, these forces of good and evil. I've been chatting a lot about demonic entities on Instagram. You talk about God, demonic entities, and politics on Instagram, it's a great way to lose some friends, let me tell you. But at the same time, it's also a great way to make some new friends and truly stand in your power and educate folks who otherwise wouldn't be searching for education. And I, and I realize that doesn't always, you can't tell someone their truth. You can't force this stuff down their throat, but I'm saying it, I'm trying to do it my best way in a kind and respectful fashion. So yeah, what I want to talk about now is kind of the, one of the main points here of this show, and that's around the two camps within health promotion. So on one side of the coin, we've got the biomedical health promotion crew. On the other side, we have the holistic health promotion crew. So what we're currently seeing is the death of an old story and that's why we're seeing such chaos in this world right now because those and i'll explain in a minute within that biomedical health promotion camp realize that a new story is being born or maybe they don't consciously realize it but it's being born and they're feeling that they're losing grip over their identity right because they've tied their beliefs into their identity so what they're doing is grasping hold of their old narrative and trying to shove it down everyone's throats one last time they're trying to grab us and bring us down to lower vibrations which is making the world completely sick and crazy right and 
let me explain a little bit, I, I guess, about, you know, this, this one camp, this, this old camp or this dying narrative. And that, you know, I have had experience firsthand with professors within the field of health promotion who make claims to knowledge without really fully understanding the paradigmatic position that they are creating this knowledge from, right? So a lot of individuals in the biomedical science world, they're doing very objective science, which is which is great, very important stuff, right? Not not poo-pooing on <laughs> the objective sciences. But the claims to knowledge within that whole sphere or way of knowing has been corrupted for so long by pharmaceutical companies and money. I cannot personally, just given my life experience and what I've learned, I cannot take my critical social theory lens off of looking at the way medicine has, you know, come up and the way it is being performed in this last year is a great example. So within this field, like, again, I've had professors in that who will just make ridiculous claims as if like, you know, almost wanting like things like an obesity passport, if you will, if they could, they would make an obesity passport. They would charge taxes. They would push for taxes on things like saturated fat, on things like salt, right? And I mean, I remember delivering a presentation in my first year of my master's as a you know, mature student coming back in my 30s and you know, presenting a bunch of papers on uh, how dietary fat, dietary cholesterol doesn't impact lipid or blood cholesterol levels, right? And just kind of looking at eggs, saturated fat within eggs and showing some studies and, and the professor there, you know, being vegetarian and being into this whole like testing biomedical health promotion stuff. I think, I think this person's head may have exploded or imploded when I delivered this stuff because, you know, it was just to question the biomedical science that is coming up with, within the field of health promotion was just a no, no health promotion was claim to fame rode the backs of the biomedical discourse. So now when it comes to health promotion or what we see is more of uh, this biomedical healthism and healthism basically states that anything or the pursuit of health is the ultimate goal within a society or a culture. And, you know, you can see healthism quite well. If you look at countries, say like Australia over the years, um, you know, young fit kind of culture, if you will, trying to put forth this, you know, shiny image of health there. And they're trying to, again, through health policy, implement things like make this the end all be all all, um, of a good society, right? And so when you're subconsciously or unconsciously making claims to knowledge within the field of health promotion, this is how you increase control over your health. But it's all coming from this background of, you know, objective science, biomedical um, knowledge, then it's, you know, that's as far as it can go. There is no within that world, there is no room for the holistic health promotion, or at least it, it seems to be that those within the upper echelons of health promotion, and, you know, government, they do not want to transition to this new story, because they would lose part of their self in the process because as this old narrative old story dies around what health promotion is these individuals for lack of you know lack of proper development they feel that just because their beliefs are tied into this whole you know or their identity rather is tied into this whole belief that they're going to somehow lose a part of themselves. And and so that's why we're, again, seeing these individuals grasp a hold of the old story and bring us down into this lower vibration, if you will. That, and, and that's why, again, we see this, this whole world in, in complete chaos right now is because we've got these demonic entities, right? That, um, and again, they're not demonic people, but they've been overcome with this demonic uh, entity that won't allow change and change is inevitable within evolution, right? So it's like, it's just counter to truly all of like the whole field of health promotion. So zooming out and looking at, you know, qualitative knowing and uh, social determinants of health. And uh, again, looking at health from beyond just the physical and the mental say, which is very common within the biomedical realms, right? Um, Looking at emotions, looking at our spiritual health and how we're connected with one another. And I mean, this is just not happening still. I mean, it's to these individuals who are trying to grasp hold of the old story and bring us down, this stuff's still considered woo-woo. But meanwhile, 
tons of science, tons of all sorts of science on things like the connection between the soil health and our gut health, right? Um, I mean, looking at the, the vibration, the frequencies, the electromagnetic frequencies that our bodies emit and how we can communicate with others based on that frequency, how we're always uh, you know, sharing information and receiving information through our hearts and how that electrical field zooms out. There's plenty of science on it. However, you can't control people when they know that they can be their own healer. So, yeah, it's um, – I feel like we are ready for – we're ready for the shift, but people are just not allowing it. I think that's why we're seeing such a pushback against, you know, this whole – or what people are trying to call, you know, right-wing alt-right conspiracy theorist type stuff, which, I, again, it, it's just hilarious to me because never in my life have I ever uh, associated myself with that, you know, ideology or whatnot. I've always just been keen on holistic health promotion, and I've personally throughout my whole life been, you know, rewarded and seen uh, that people out there, the greater society, despite this narrative kind of blanketing over us, this biomedical, you know, narrative – kind of dictating how we see health in the last year. I really do, or last year, last, you know, last generation or so, my whole life, I really do see that there's a demand or there's like this under the under the surface kind of bubbling up of like demand for holistic health again. And again, maybe I'm biased, you know, starting a kombucha company, for example, people would be really, really excited and want to be part of, you know, not only like the company that we were creating and the brand, but the whole movement around like, oh, this is an alternative to pop. This is fighting the the big guys, the big corporate guys, right? And I mean, it, there there really was a desire for this, and I feel like the powers that be knew this. They knew that people were going to be, you know, uncontrollable if this if that continued. So, and this is why you know in the last year we've seen that coronavirus has been used as like the Trojan horse for this new, you know, or trying to regrip us with this whole totalitarian biomedical tyranny stuff. And so on that note, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I feel like I'm just going to leave it as, as such. I, this, th that very piece we just went over there about this demonic forces, I truly do see this as being what's happening. And I also see that there's no way to speak rationally to people right now this conversation i'm having with you whether or not you've stuck around this long or not i'm appreciative if you have but you know what i mean this is not uh, this is not favorable this is not enjoyable for people to hear that the world they're living in is essentially uh you know the matrix it's fake they actually don't have control and we're f we're essentially entering the dark ages i really truly do see it as such i wish you had better you know, news or a hope, more hopeful outlook. I've been hopeful this this whole time, the best as possible. But right now, it's going to be a little bit darker for some time. And again, I just feel this in my gut. I look back at you know where I've came from to get to where I am, and I look at you know something like that presentation that I gave on on uh, dietary cholesterol. And it, I mean, it changed nothing. This information's been out for almost ten years now since I gave that presentation, and it's honestly, it's like nothing has changed. These uh, you know, the powers that be still continue to push an old narrative and again, beat a dead horse. So I think we just have to stay above it, rise above it. Like there is this, if this is World War Three, then it's a spiritual war. Like we're not going to be able to fight, you know, in conventional, traditional means, our own governments, right? I'm not saying violence is, is, is the way I truly believe that it's a spiritual war and we just have to rise above it and just not put our attention there, right? Because um, that's just it. Again, where our attention goes, the energy flows and, and that sucks our life for us. If we put our attention towards rising above it and, you know, the best we can in whatever way we can or, or coming together, it, it's we, we truly do have to organize and we have to, to organize again in a civil way. I, I really do. I feel like this whole movement here ushering in this new uh, new narrative around health, let's just say, could very well be tied into, you know, the mental stability of, of people in that camp who are, you know, who are on the, the side of, let's say, the People's Party in the sense of wanting freedom and just health sovereignty you're going to see very soon, and I hope this isn't the case. I really do, but I I could almost imagine us seeing like some sort of like, yeah, again, agent provocator, 
provocateur, as a, as a friend was saying, right? Some like false flag where you're going to see um, a bunch of stuff get put on this whole movement as a whole, blanketing everything, which we've seen tons of, right? Whether, you know, called white supremacists or like, uh, you know, they're not a real doctor or, you know, all these things that like they're just going to, I think you could, right now, if we're not civil and, and individuals are, say, throwing rocks at, you know, political leaders during this campaign, um, eventually you're just going to see like a total suppression of it all, right? Like it's quite scary. So we have to be, we have to conduct ourselves with integrity. We have to do our own part. We, we can't go over and above of ourselves. I keep saying this to myself. I can only do what I have the energy to do, right? I have to take care of myself and stay high vibe. So whatever energy, you know, the universe or the creator wants to or information or little trail of breadcrumbs that the creator is laying down for us. I think we have to um, be cognizant to just pick those up and just mind, you know, work with God, work with creator, work with the forces of the universe that are calling you forward to a, a more beautiful world that we know is possible, right? And I think that's um, that's the challenge. That's the work. That is how this, this, if it's a war, that's how this war will be won because there, again, there's no science, there's no white papers, there's no logic or rationale that's going to speak to these people who have been uh, possessed by a demon, right? So, anywho, um, yeah, I, I could keep going, you know, on and on about being civil because I think that's so important right now. I think that's one thing that we can do is just, in, in, you know, to meditate. It's something I've been getting back into in the last few months and it feels so good because I got away from it. I would get up in the morning and start reading papers on this stuff, reading the news and in papers, white papers, I don't read like the newspaper, but, um, and, you know, saving studies and, oh, I'm going to, you know, write a big letter or do something with this one day. And yeah, maybe so, but like, it's not the best way to start your day. I think taking care of ourselves and meditating, doing breath work, um, getting out for a walk in nature, you know, doing some wild plant foraging while we still can here this time of year, or, or maybe getting into some hunting this time of year. I know I'm looking forward to that. So, um, because again, I just don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I personally, at the same time, I'm not hopeful. I, I don't think Justin Trudeau has a very long shelf life. So I did say I'd talk about Canadian politics and we're almost at the hour here today. So, uh, you know, how, how, what do you think? I mean, how, how long does Justin Trudeau have in power? Like we see the average lifespan of at least, you know, Canadian prime ministers in my life being over that eight year time frame, right? Like Jean Chrétien, Brian Mulroney, um, Stephen Harper, right? They all had a longer shelf life and I honestly think Justin Trudeau has, but again, maybe that's my my bias, right? Um, I mean, if you look at some of the, you know, the, the fuck Trudeau mantra that's out there, it's getting, you know, you can see, visibly see that your people who would not normally wave a flag that says fuck anybody are doing that, right? So it says a lot when you have like educated, um, well-intended people who are actually just really angry and they're expressing it outwardly, even with waving a flag that says, you know, fuck Trudeau. Whether or not you believe, you know, or think that's right, it's happening, right? And um, it's happening at greater capacities. And family members I know, people who have voted liberal their whole life are just saying, not this time, you know? And I think it's really going to take the baby boomer generation who are kind of so, you know, loyal to that specific party to really kind of step up and see that they have the opportunity to kind of restore the balance of democracy, if at all possible. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny because I, Justin Trudeau, I've had dreams in the past where I was actually debating this guy. I had like a dream where I was at a wedding. It was the end of the night and we were sitting at some of the like banquet tables and having this like heated debate, civil but heated debate where I was basically telling him he was wrong about something. And, you know, I just remember this dream being so vivid and I'm a bit of a dream walker. So I, 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 I hold that with some weight anyways, that experience. And, and here we are now. So I'm just doing my best to, yeah, at the same time, fight the good fight, remain respectful, encourage others to speak up if they're against this. Because I mean, like, yeah, I can easily get jaded and say like, are you not human? Have you, you know, have you no heart? Are you heartless? Like how, how do these overlords, you know, do this? How can you be so stupid to not see that this is happening? But I got to remember that not everybody's been left the same trail of breadcrumbs that I have. Not everybody's had the same life experience. So it's important for me to distance myself from the troublemakers within, you know, this movement towards, you know, wanting to restore uh, medical sovereignty and our, you know, civil freedoms and liberties. So it's, um, 
you know what I mean? It's just, to me, it's, it's madness. And I, and I would love a chance to debate Trudeau. So if anybody out there actually uh, knows how I can get a question into our Supreme leader, I would totally ask him that question that I said at the beginning of this podcast, you know, how do you know? Who told you? How do you know that a vaccine passport will keep all, and underscoring all, Canadians safe? How do we know this? What is it that gives life or, you know, gives the knowledge that we possess or claim to possess? What gives it credibility? What makes it valid and reliable, right? How do you know? Did you just hear it and then you're re-saying it? Like, to walk around, like, you know, honestly, I've said this before. Again, political science background, looking, you know, World War II buff, looking at the speeches Hitler would give to, you know, Germans in the 1930s. It's, it's in a, if you were to put those next to Trudeau and, you know, you're just looking at like people, authoritarian rulers always seem to have this um, inclination towards like being like germaphobes essentially. And they use this, like Hitler was all about like hygiene and cleanliness. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting to me. Like some people say that, nah, it doesn't, this, he doesn't seem like Trudeau, you know? Which, or sorry, doesn't Trudeau doesn't seem like Hitler, and it's just like, well, look again, or maybe revisit this idea in like a year. But I, I tell you that the similarities are are shockingly scary. It, it, he when he speaks, it truly does. It scares me. It scares me to be uh, to be here in Canada right now. And I mean, if there's any American listeners out there listening, and I mean, I guess, I mean, it's it's bad here. I, I believe it's coming your way too. Normally, Canada just tries to keep up with the U.S., but in this regard, like this whole like movement to the left or to socialism, communism, authoritarian rule, Chinese democracy, Chinese hegemonic status is, um, it's coming. And I mean, just look at Canada, look at Australia and you see how it's kind of flowing from, you know, the China neck of the woods up into Canada, down into the United States, or, you know, same thing through, through Europe, looking at France and places like that. It's, um, it's coming. And I, yeah, again, I think it's just time to, to stay high vibed and stay up, stay above it, and uh, you know, not wish ill health upon anybody. Doesn't matter what side of the fence they are are on. Um, you know, I posted something there on Instagram about the Toronto Star. Um, basically, you know, front page of the paper saying they random tweets like you know, this is Justin Trudeau's Canada right here. Random tweets on the front page of Toronto Star, wishing unvaccinated people dead. It's just like wow. Like I, I don't get how liberals or anybody like you know, who actually believes that, you know, positive social change is coming, equity is coming, or discrimination is being ended, or at the same time we're creating discrimination. It is absolutely, like, again, beyond rationale. It's just like we're living in this postmodern upside-down world. It's it's truly backwards, and it's it's scary. And, and that's why I say it's like we need, we need strong men and women. Um, I would say strong men specifically um, to stand up. And I mean, not un, not denoting the importance of women standing up also, but that that sacred masculinity, right, as, as an essence or a spirit or an energy is, is lacking within, uh, within, you know, I'd say Canada here today. And you look at our political leaders and you can, you can see that in, in these men, they are, they are soft, men, soft, soft, soft uh, human beings, right? Uh, void of any ounce of sacred masculinity so i don't believe that any one of the you know leaders of any of the major political parties in canada um will will be the ones that can you know help us out here in regards to restoring civil liberties um you know the conservatives definitely aren't that ndp definitely definitely isn't that um and you know it, it again i think just voting a conservative government in let's see if this vaccine passport continues and if it does that's to me that's pretty good uh, political science to see wow there really is something afoot here with the political spectrum moving so far to the left that even the canadian conservatives are trying to impose uh, health mandates right and this is a, a uh, this is a party that's been for the most part throughout its history opposed to public health care right and I mean, I could go down a rabbit hole there, but to think that our public healthcare system is worth saving um, in that like more of a a la carte system wouldn't, you know, be much better. I, we're Again, it's disillusioned because we just don't want to have to pay for healthcare. But I think that just that little bit of, uh, you know, the pressure that that would put for us to then become health consumers, 
health conscious consumers, right? Where we can actually gain health literacy because we have to do a little bit of research. I think that would be a good thing for Canada. I'm not saying to to get rid of all things healthcare. I do believe, you know, if I get hit by a car, I'd, I'd, I like the fact that I can go and get patched up um, because my taxes pay for it. I honestly, I, I'm, I'm all right with that. But as we keep going here farther and farther down, you know, biomedical domination and tyranny, it's just, I do not want, I, I personally think that we could solve a lot of problems f- by privatizing aspects of our healthcare, which again, I know that most baby boomers listening heads have probably imploded or exploded by now. So I guess in closing, I really do humbly and kindly urge those of you who oppose, you know, this tyrannical leader, Justin Trudeau of ours to oppose him in a civil manner, you know, let us not forget that he is a drama teacher after all, right? This is all a big show and we hold the power to cancel him. Right, just gotta stay in our power, stay high vibe, don't get sucked down, um, and do you know conduct yourselves in a civil manner with with much integrity. But I really truly think the end is near. I really do, you know, and I don't say that lightly or with any joy. I do believe there's a lot of problems in this world, but to throw the baby out with the bathwater and totally see everything just be deconstructed and, and burn right down, I I just don't know if um, you know that's a good thing either. But change is obviously needed and change is afoot, so. How we conduct ourselves is super important, you know. And as much as I believe in something, you know, or believe in this change, it's like, yeah, I do not rejoice in the loss of a culture which I belong to, right? And and I realize that I cannot tie my identity into my beliefs, but there is obviously aspects of Western culture that I have benefited from and, and truly enjoy. And I think that, you know, it needs some... Uh, need some resuscitation at this point. But, you know, I, I truly do believe that this this country will fall apart. I believe the United States will fall apart. I believe Quebec will finally get to sep- separate. I believe Texas will get to separate. And actually, on the Texas front, I have been looking at property down there in Texas, just uh, leisurely, leisurely looking. Obviously, it's building my home, and the Canadian Shield has been a dream of mine a long time. Living in Texas is something rather new that's popped into my consciousness. So, um Anyways, what else can I say? I mean, I, I've got other notes here for, you know, election-related stuff, but I think I've, you know, said enough here today. I don't I don't believe strategic voting is the way um, forward. Vote for who you want. I'd say PPC or bust. Again, Green Party, um, if you're looking to stay on the left side of the political spectrum, you know, but if you feel that we want to move to the right, I don't feel like the conservatives are even over there anymore. So I would highly recommend PPC so in this podcast, I had other things on my list that, you know, I was going to more so scientifically debate or debunk the need for a vaccine passport. But honestly, I like to stay a little high, again, kind of more eagle eye on this stuff than diving into stats and numbers because having saved tons of papers over the last year and seeing how the the media reports things and then actually looking at the science and seeing how the media manipulated the numbers to, to basically – instill more fear in us like it this is no conspiracy theory like it's it's so true it wasn't even a month ago something like august mid-august um you know the cbc global news reported that 90 percent of uh, covid cases right now are coming from unvaccinated individuals but you actually look at the numbers and you'll see that the how they got that number was from basically using vaccination rates since december 2020 until about july of 2021 so if you're using that number, clearly most cases are coming from unvaccinated individuals because the vaccine really didn't even get rolled out until the beginning of 2021. So of course it would seem as 90% of unvaccinated or 90% of cases are coming from unvaccinated people, right? And I mean, that's just one little example of of some of the ways in which, you know, again, looking at uh, naturally acquired immunity, some of the research coming out of Israel, which again is another sign to me that <laughs> that demonic entities are behind this because when you have the modern day form of a savior coming out of Israel in the form of a white paper. I just think it's, you know, you can't make this shit up. And uh, yeah, so I mean, there's there's tons of, of reasons why we do not need a vaccine passport. But I think people are going to have to learn this the hard way. And I think, uh, unfortunately, folks that, that were happy with giving up control will, will very soon realize that they've given up a lot of control. And when they're coming back for their 56th booster shot and, you know, still masked up 10 years down the road. Like, again, just got to think about the future generations and what we want for them. 
And so in closing, I am going to say thank you so much for listening. I understand that you guys choose to listen to this podcast, and it means so much to me to have a continuing growing number of individuals, even during this little hiatus that I had taken. A lot of people signing up for the newsletter, a lot of interest, um, a lot of, you know, rich, deep dialogue, you know, through DMs and things like that. And so, yeah, again, just really excited to uh, push things over to Telegram and keep that conversation growing. And growing that community and you know at the same time I realize that we all have to stay high vibe so what I'm going to do because I am going to be you know I might have a little break here to do some more podcasts or I, I have some more podcasts in the pipeline but really what I'm excited to release is my uh, meditations so I'm going to be doing nature inspired meditations and releasing them here on the channel um, so you guys can download them and have them. I'm going to figure out a way to send those out to everybody who's subscribed to the newsletter as well. Um, and yeah, for me, I think, you know, 15, 20 minute mus- uh, meditations right now, I think it's one way to just clear our heads for a minute and kind of reset our bodies and, and remain in equanimity. So thank you everybody out there for listening. And as always, if you found this information useful, please share it with a friend that you think might like it. Please download and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done that already. And please do one thing more than anything right now in this crazy world, and that is stay wild. Thank you for listening to the Rewild My Bio podcast. Please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating if you have enjoyed this episode. I have so much gratitude for all of you who continue to share this show with your friends. It really does mean so much to me. If you want more content from Rewild My Bio, then please check out rewildmybio.com to find previous episodes and sign up for the newsletter. In the newsletter, I share blogs I have written and reflections from my current health promotion research. Please follow along on Instagram and Telegram with the handle at rewildmybio and on Twitter at Sean Slade. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay wild.